would ever go to college. To the point when I got ready to go to graduate school to get my MBA, my mom said, what are you about to do next from undergrad? I said, go to graduate school. She said, what is graduate school, son? Mm. You know, that's where I come from. And so my mom worked two and three jobs to help raise me and my sisters. So I seen her work 16 hour shifts, second and third shifts. So every morning I get up, I think about my mom. That's my inspiration. What makes the journey worth it? The pain, the adversity, the opposition, the challenges, the uncertainty. Why do I have to go through this? What's the lesson in this? I got a paralyzed right arm and hand. The million dollar question I get every single day is you wouldn't change what happened to you, why? Serendipity, join us for insightful dialogues about not just successes, but about failures, opposition, adversities that shape and mold the individuals to who they are today. I'm Inky Johnson. This is Serendipity. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to Serendipity with Inky Johnson. Uh, today's guest, man, he's incredible. He's a leader of men. Uh, he's a father. You know, he's the co-head of CAA Sports Division Football, managing partner of the number one leader in sports for the past eight years, Tory Dandy. He's an amazing man. And I can't wait for you guys to hear his insight. Let's get into it. T. Dandy. Thanks for having me. You my brother. I'm, I'm blessed, man. It's great to see your face, man. Great to see you, brother. No, it's a pleasure. Proud of, every, proud of everything you know you're doing, man, and how you know God is certainly using you, man. Because you know we've been knowing each other for a long time, and, and so it, 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 it's, it's a blessing and honor, man. True honor to be here uh, with you today. Absolutely. And so, um, you know, Tor, you got a unique position, man, in terms mm-hmm. of sports, in terms of what you do. Uh, you encounter, you work with a lot of athletes. Uh, can you just share with us how you got into the position that you're in or how did it start, you know, with you yeah. working with clients, working with athletes? Like, what was the birth of that? You know, the birth of that, Inky, man, it, it started back, you know, I went to South Carolina State University. I played football there. And then I ended up transferring to a Division II school, Tusculum College, which is in Greenville, Tennessee, not far from Knoxville. Yeah. And my junior year, one of my teammates, uh, well, I got injured my, my junior year. I tore my rotator, my right shoulder. In high school, I had tore my left shoulder. So for me, it was one of those things where I knew long-term football was not going to be the way I was going to make a living, right? Mm. And, and so my senior year, I was always serious about my academics. And I knew I wanted to be a part of athletics, but I just didn't know what capacity, whether it was coaching, administration. And so my senior year, one of my teammates approached me about kind of sitting through their meetings with them about agents. Um, I sat through those meetings because he didn't have much family support. I found it very intriguing, very interesting. And, you know, I was like, okay, this is what they do. And I could be involved with football and, mm. and all that and, and, and go to games and all that. And so I did an internship. Mm. And I did an internship then with a smaller agency back then in South Carolina called Synergy Sports. Mm. And quickly what I started doing, researching who were the top agents in the business, who were the top African-American agents, Mm-hmm. And it was one, it was a few top African-American agents that were back, back there, you know, black agents. And Eugene Parker was the one that kept standing out to me. Mm-hmm. Eugene represented guys like Deion Sanders and Emmitt Smith and Nia's Wims and Derrick Brooks and Walter Jones. And the list goes on of guys and men that he represented, uh, all pro guys and Hall of Fame guys. And I had opportunity to meet Eugene and develop that relationship over a few months. And Eugene Parker gave me my opportunity and uh, we got a roll from there. And actually, hmm. my first two actual clients recruiting-wise that we actually signed, that I was a part of the head of recruiting, was two of your former two teammates, yeah. Justin Harrell and Turk McBride. 
That was wow. actually my first. That, yeah, that was my first two clients that I actually recruited with Eugene, man. And so mm. that was kind of the, the birth. And then in 2009, when I had my real breakthrough, I was 29 years old. I had the third overall pick in the draft, uh, Tyson Jackson from LSU. Mm. And from there, man, things just took off and snowballed. And man, and me and Eugene worked together for almost 13, 14 years. Unfortunately, he passed away uh, in, in 2016. But that's who gave me my shot, man. The, the great, the legend, the GOAT, Eugene Parker. So I started in this business as an intern. And now I sit at the head table, the head seat at the number one agency in the world, the number one division in the world at CA Football as a managing partner and co-head. So it's been a journey. It's been a ride, man. But like the, like the young guys say, I got it out the mud, man. And, and certainly <laughs> I'm, I'm forever grateful and humble, man, to be in this position. Yeah, man. That's, that's incredible, man. Like just the journey, right? Like yes. the part why I started this platform is to show that, right? Because a young mm -hmm. guy to see you and think, man, Tory Dandy, right? Managing partner, CAA, sports division, football. Like they'll see all these things about you and they'll just think it just happened. Right. Yeah, and they overnight. will research yeah. the journey and the process. Like yeah. you said, you got it out the mud. But, yes. um, Tori, I know just in sports, the nature of what comes with it, right? Whether it be mm -hmm. finances, whether it be relationships, whatever the case may be, you got the different statistics out there. And so do you feel a certain level of accountability uh, when athletes trust you, right, mm -hmm. to sign with you guys, right? Trust you guys mm -hmm. with their life, right? Do you feel mm -hmm. a certain level of accountability with that when that happens? Without a doubt. I feel like this, and I tell my clients all the time, and I tell just people in general, any of my clients could have signed with any agent in the world, right? Mm -hmm. And for some reason, they say it's something about Tory Dandy that we want him to be a part of our life. I don't, I don't look at it as just being a client and agent relationship. You know, I look at these young men as like, brothers to me, you know, family. And so I certainly feel that obligation because I know what it's like to put that helmet and shoulder pads on and go out there and either receive the, the pounding and beating or give it out or whatever the case might be. And so I know those guys go through a sacrifice, even though I didn't play on the, the NFL level, but still even the collegiate level is enough. And so I just feel like I want to make sure that these young men are educated, empowered, educated and empowered, educated and empowered on the business side of the game. Mm. Because I tell guys, young men all the time, don't just be a great football player, right? Be a great football player that's a CEO walking into that locker room. Mm -hmm. Because they did a, you know, a statistic um, and research a few years back that almost 78, 77, 78% of professional football players, you know, go broke. I think mm. a couple of years of playing football, when they retire, they, they go broke. Yeah. And I really think it starts with the process of really educating these, these young men. And so, I certainly feel accountable to be a part of their life because they are leaning on to me to help and guide and lead them in the right direction. And so it's a team approach, you know, all day. It's, it's never the Tory Dandy show. And I think that's what we great we have at CAA is that we have a team that allows me to be great as well. But also, if I could be great and the team could be great, it can allow our clients to really focus on what matters. And that's, you know, handling their business on the field, but also make sure their business affairs are taken care of. And I tell guys, make sure that you have your finances in order and make sure you have the right financial advisor, wealth advisor. So it's a team approach, man. There's no ego. I tell everybody a part of the team, check your ego at the door mm. because it's all about the actual client. And so, man, yeah, I certainly feel a high level of accountability and responsibility for sure. No, that's awesome, man. Tori, what's the most rewarding part about what you do? Because I would think you, you interact with a lot of different clients, different mm -hmm. sports. 
I'm sure different people and everybody is different, right? And you learn that from playing sports, right? Everybody yeah. is different personalities, different backgrounds, experiences, and you have to navigate that. And so what's mm -hmm. the most rewarding part about what you do? What gets you going every single day when you got to deal with these cats and yeah. try to help them and navigate certain things? Like, what's that thing that gets you going and the most rewarding well, part of it? I, you know, I, I would start with, with, with what gets me going is, Iggy, you know, growing up, you know, and this is more on the personal side, you know, I'm 41 years old. Mm -hmm. I met my biological father for the first time in my life when I was 28 years old. I buried him when I was 30 years old. He passed away from cancer. Wow. Uh, my mom raised me and my two older sisters on her own. Uh, my biological father had 18 brothers and sisters. My mom had six brothers and sisters. Hmm. I'm the first one in my family to ever go to college. Hmm. To the point when I got ready to go to graduate school to get my MBA, my mom said, what are you about to do next from undergrad? I said, go to graduate school. She said, what is graduate school, son? Hmm. You know, that's where I come from. And so my mom worked two and three jobs to help raise me and my sisters. So I seen her work 16-hour shifts, second and third shifts. So every morning I get up, I think about my mom. That's my inspiration. You know, so that's why I get that part of it from. And now go back to your other part of this question is, you know, what do I get out of it in, on the professional side and, and dealing with my clients, man, it's, it's just, that, just being a part of their, their journey, hmm. you know, being a part of their story. Because like I said, they could have chose anybody, man. And so just to be a part of seeing a young man come from whatever background it come from, all of a sudden now go through the draft process, help and lead and guide that, that, that part of the process, but also now, they live out their dream of playing in the NFL, whether it's three years, five years, 10 years, God willing, how long they play. Mm -hmm. But me being a, a part of that, an integral part of that, and a trusted advisor, a part of that, mm -hmm. you know, that's what is more gratifying to me is like just being able to see these young men live out their dreams. That's awesome, man. Like, Tori, when you think back, I often ask people this question. Uh, when you think back to the 29-year-old Tori Dandy, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like when you say you yeah. signed the number three pick in the draft, right? When you mm -hmm. think back to that experience, that age, that time frame, uh, who you were as a man, when you mm -hmm. think back to where you were at that present time to now mm -hmm. where you are, is there any advice and insight that you would share with the young Tory Dandy coming up, navigating his career, interacting with different clients? What advice and insight would you give to your younger self, if any? You know, yeah, I, I would definitely say, you know, I'm all about experiencing and learning and wisdom and guidance. And, and certainly I was blessed and fortunate enough, Inky, man, to have someone like a Eugene Parker who would not, he was not just a great agent. He was a great man, a great father, you know, and a great husband. So I learned um, even on the personal side of what Eugene poured into me, you know, so when I look back at 29 versus being 41, you know, when I look at now, my daughter, my only child, my daughter is 20, you know, be 25, June 29th. Mm. You know, it's just one of those things where uh, I don't regret anything I've, I've done because I feel like I learned from those mistakes even back then. Um, so I, I don't have any regrets or something that I would say, you know, I would always say this. Be true to yourself mm. for sure. Be genuine with relationships that you're trying to develop. Bring something to the table with the relationships you're trying to develop. Mm. Uh, because people can sense, man, when you're dealing with business or you're dealing with, you know, what we do for a living, you got to deal with people, man. And people get a feel off your energy and your spirit. So I would say certainly, you know, have that, have that positive energy, that positive spirit, but also just be, just, just be genuine mm. and be intentional, be intentional, you know, with your decision making. Mm. That's good. So with the current climate of the world, uh, with 
you know, people going through this pandemic, uh, people going through different time phases of their life with everything that's happened with COVID. Um, is there a mantra that you live by or any advice and insight that you would just give to people as they're out trying to navigate throughout the world? Something that maybe you share with yourself or something that you often think about that you could share with people to get them through adversity and opposition. Yeah, I would definitely say this. You know, I think this past year has certainly um, let us see that time waits for no man mm. or no mm. woman. And, and so you certainly, no matter how many times you get knocked down, you know, it's all about getting back up, persevering, seeing it through. Mm. Um, I, I mean, I have a whole story, man, that I, you know, I can share over time and over and over how I've been knocked down. And people don't, unless they're really close to me, like my family, they really know the journey. They never, they really know the story. Um, and so, man, family is always important. You know, faith is always important. Having that source of, you know, that relationship and, and really having that faith uh, of knowing how to see it through and get through. Uh, and I think 2020 you know, 20 was really a tested all our faiths on many levels, whether, whether it's professionally, whether it's personally, whether it's, you know, dealing with losing a family member, member with COVID or whether it's, you know, all of a sudden not losing your job or whether it's, you know, dealing with family issues. I think just overall, just having that faith and being able to see it through and, and, and really having that family, that family time. I think uh, last year really allowed us, I seen something where you said uh, the other day about 3 p.m. Absolutely. You know, yeah, 3 p.m. now being able in the carpool line, you know, yeah. getting your kids versus being on a plane. And so in 2019, Inky, if you take from Monday to Sunday, mm. being in Charlotte, where I live, Charlotte, North Carolina, mm. and being home every day, I only did that twice, two times out of the year in 2019. Wow. But in, 2000, in, in, 20, in 2020, from March to June or July, mm. I didn't travel at all. Mm. And so it really allowed me to do a lot of self-reflection, but man, really get more back into the word, you know, and it allowed me to see like, man, look here, time waits for no man or no mm. woman. And so you got to be active now, be prepared now. A lot of times we want stuff, we dream about stuff, and but we don't be prepared. Mm. And so I was thinking overall, man, just having that faith, having that, that family, you know, being, being, being understanding that that time waits for no man or no woman. You know, those some of my things I would say 2020 as I reflect and think about. That's strong, man. As I take us out, Tori, my last question would be, uh, what's the goal, man? Just when you're done with all the athletes that you've worked mm -hmm. with and you see them grow and mature and you get to a certain place in your life, what's the goal for you just as a man um, mm -hmm. with your clients when you get done with them and they transition to their next careers when you sit back and you think about it? You know, that's, that's a powerful, great question, Inky. Um, I would say this, you know, from a professional side, you know, I'm at the height of the height and the aspect of I mean, You start talking about where I sit at now in my role. There's no higher you can go, you know, in that, in that role. My thing of it is, is to continue to bring young men into my family as, I welcome, as they welcome me into their family to continue to grow and nurture those relationships, but also let them see the business side of it that when they retire, whether it's five years, 10 years, or whatever it may be, mm. that they set up financially for the rest of their lives, mm. but also they become great husbands, great fathers, great men overall, but also great leaders in their community. Mm. Uh, and for me, I started the Tory Dandy Foundation awesome. about eight years ago. In the last eight years, I've awarded 12 high school senior scholarships 
Wow. Uh, it's more so for at-risk at youth back in my, my hometown of Woodruff, South Carolina. Uh, so I believe in leading by example with my guys as well and, and for just giving back to the community. I do a lot of mentoring and, and, and speaking at youth prison, group homes, just sharing my story, showing, sharing my testimony. Something you said earlier, you know, people see now the Tory Dandy of, or this big time agent or doing this, doing that, but they don't see that rugged road, that dark road mm. in which I was on at some point, you know, and I had a lot of adverse situations in which I had to go through and get through. And, and, and thank God I had a, a strong praying mother as well. Mm. And so for me, you know, as I started to look ahead, it's one of those things that I, I want to continue to, to, like I said, be a mentor, be a servant, uh, mm. but also, man, just, just be a, a great leader of young men. Uh, a great leader in the community. You know, that's where, you know, as I see myself for the next 10, 20, you know, 30 years, God willing, that's that's what I want to be known for is leaving that legacy of being a, being a great leader, being a great servant. You know, that's, that's, that's hope, hope, hopefully that's where, you know, people view me at um, as the road go ahead. Man, solid, solid. Now you got to see it. why I had to have him on, man. The man himself, live and in color, T. Dandy, we thank you for your time, man. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate this opportunity. And like I said, you know, I, I remember going back to the University of Tennessee back in the days and you was playing down there and, yeah. and how you was projected to be a first-round pick. I was, I was in the midst of all that. You got injured and all that, man. And for what you're doing now, how God is utilizing you, man, you're a family man, a faith-based man, and about your kids and all that. I'm proud of you. I'm extremely proud of you, man. And like I said, I'm moving to Atlanta soon. So hopefully we can break some bread, man. Oh, but just know, just know there's a lot of respect and love that comes my way towards your way. Thank you, man. It means a lot to me. I appreciate Thank you, you T. Danny. Thank you. All right, bro. All right, brother. Great one.